Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Write in, tell us what this is. Because we don't know what's in our heads. Hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Sorry, I know that I already established this, but I keep getting distracted by your roommate's movie collection. It's I was like, oh, this is incredible. And then I was like, wait, he has that version of this? Incredible. God damn it. Yeah. I'm going to have to shop here. He's got he's got a lot. There's a lot going on, and they're all really like good versions of it. Mm-hmm. It's the like holy shit special edition package. He's he has a good eye for movies and things. <gasps> Speaking of which, tell us. Do you have Celine? Nope, she did not bring it. I'm sad. I actually wanted to watch it the other day. I was like, you know, I miss Celine Dion because of Deadpool too. <laughs> I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing during ashes. That was so. That was such a great song, and I was like, "Thank God she's back." And, and then it made me think of her Coliseum show, and I was like, "I have that." No, I don't no. have that DVD. Well, you own it. I own it. You don't have it. But you've owned it for the past year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm very sorry that I have. I thought kept it was it. in the car. And, and then I cleaned out my car, and then it's not in there. Okay, that's fine. Which is because now my car's a mess all over again. So, so it was futile. Yeah, that'll happen. Anyway. Hi, how are you, Paige? Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> um, it's good. It's, you know, much like uh, my closet doors, I'm single and broken. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> Hold on, I need to to recover from (laughs) that. Do you need a minute? (laughs) That's actually true in the sense of my closet doors. I just thought it was funny because as I was like lifting up one of the doors to try and find something on the other side, I was like, is this a metaphor for my life? (laughs) Is it your relationship karma? (laughs) It's my relationship karma. We'll get into that in a minute. In the meantime, how are you doing, Joe? I'm good. I'm great. How's the challenge? He is beautiful. He's incredible. Everything. Everything. He just doesn't stop being great. He is. He's adorable. Which I wasn't, I'm not surprised about. I just figured people would go through a stage and I'm like, eh, now you're cool. Uh, now you're not. Now you're cool. Now you're not. No, he's just consistently adorable. Great and adorable and precious. I love it. Cute. All right, you guys, let's hop into this episode. Can we have a sound so every time I peel back my lip to do that? To do that uh, face? Yes. That should be, that's going to be our picture. It's no! That face. <laughs> How dare you? That's, you only get that in person. That's, that's the meet and greet special. That's, that's why you pay extra for it. That's super fair. All right, you guys. We're going to get into this episode. It is uh, season three. <gasps> it is episode 17, the second to last episode. It is called What Goes Around Comes Around. It was written by Darren Starr. So that's interesting. Coming back, Darren. <laughs> Uh, the synopsis is Carrie wonders if her karma is bad after a series of negative experiences. Miranda catches the eye of a handsome detective and Charlotte and Trey's relationship ebbs. <laughs> I mean, it. yeah. I mean, they're not wrong, but also, yeah. I love how they never talk about Samantha. I mean, what are, what are they going to say? Samantha fucks another dude. Shocking. Shocking. So can I just say so my uh, my roommate and I have started to make a tradition of every Sunday night watching Michelle Wolf's show on Netflix. And now every single time like there's any sort of like lull in the conversation or if somebody asks me a question, the answer is always it's the break. <laughs> I love her. She's so sweet. She's so I- Wonderful. Yeah, I love how every single time she delivers a joke, she smiles at it like it's the first time she's ever heard it and she thinks it's great. Yes. And it, like, is so infectious that I love it so much. She has that persona where you're like, I just want to have a good time with you. I watched her 73 Questions with Vogue. Oh. Incredible. I want to watch that now. 
I'll tell you that I'll send you the link, but I know I'm going to forget. But now That's it's right. out there in the I'll world. Look, so the ne- when I'll we look, hear this. I'll look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll be an adult and I'll look it up myself. It's okay. Thank you, though. You're welcome. <laughs> you I do to, what I can for this. You don't need to stage manage my life. It's okay. Um. So what what lady would you like to start with for this episode? Let's um, we'll start with Samantha. She has the least to do. Okay. So Samantha keeps getting wrong phone calls Um. for... Uh, another Sam Jones who's apparently throwing a rager of a party and it's a whole bunch of dudes that are calling and being like, hey, you want me to bring the party cake? And, um... You nailed it. You exactly, fucking nailed exactly it. Exactly like that, yeah. And, um... So she decides that she's going to go to this awesome party. The fact that she doesn't realize that it's a frat party is pretty funny to me. Yes, because everyone's aggressively heterosexual screaming on the phone. Yeah, really, really aggressive. And so she drags Carrie to this um, this party, and uh, it turns out it's a it's a rager at a dorm. And she goes to I meant to look this up. I'm such a dick. So she goes to the party to confront the Sam Jones, and then they can leave. Um, and it is the dude from Eurotrip whose not name I don't recall. And not the younger brother. I thought Michelle he was Trembert. attractive, but like he's not the main character in Eurotrip. I mean, but the main character in Eurotrip is hot. And uh, then they have that scene when they go to the new Jacob beach. Pitts. <laughs> his name is Jacob Pitts. <laughs> he looks like his last name would be Pitts. He's ador- I think he's adorable. I think his picture right now is pretty on point. And on on Internet Movie Database. Um, oh, oh! Look at oh, She went the full length title. She did not just say IMDb. I, just, she I didn't for the just end it. <laughs> just in the Internet Movie Database. You can look it up at www. Um, but you know, I like. I I thought that he was attractive. I thought he was a, the funniest part of that movie. But anyway, he probably made his like super debut doing this. And he is 12. Like, he looks 12 years old. <laughs> For the sake of the context of this show and what everything happens, we're going to say he's 18. Yeah, he, but he is. He is 18 because he's in a college dorm, so he has to at least be 18 years he's old. He's 17. Mm, I was thinking about I that. I guess. was like, he looks like he'd be one of those, like, nerdy kids who were born late. Or, like, jumped a grade. Yeah. He's actually 16. Ooh. <laughs> Yucky. I can't believe Samantha fucked someone, like, five times, five divided. Well, how do you say the opposite of it? What? Because, like, if you're like, oh, um, I'm 20 and I fucked someone three times my age, so they were 60. How do you say the reverse when you're oh, 60? Oh, like a reverse cougar? Yeah. Oh, you, I guess you would just say the fraction. Like? I fucked someone one third my age. Oh, Because yes. I was like, I fucked someone the third divisible of I've, my age. Yeah, I've never, I wasn't really having sex when that was, like, a thing, and now I'm too old to have that be a thing because it wouldn't. It wouldn't ever be sexy for me to be like, hey, I just fucked a 70-year-old. That's hey, you yucky. you know what's fun? Sex and math. <laughs> you know what's not fun? Math. Ever. Or sexy. Yuck. <gasps> math can be sexy. No, math can never be sexy. 100% never be sexy. Were you an English major? I was an English major. <laughs> that was absolutely, like, my... I had, like, a little, a little, like, saying on my, like, MySpace or whatever when I was in college that was, like... Listen, I'm an English major. You do the math. <laughs> so anyway, Samantha's like, well, I, they were leaving. And she's like, that poor little virgin. Like, I should just, I should give him the sexual experience for the first time that I never had. And I really think this is a super interesting insight into Samantha. Like, is she just consistently chasing what she never got the first time? Is that part of, like, her issue? I think that was a part of her issue earlier like in her life now it's not now that's not where it stems from now it's just Mm -hmm. like okay i had a it wasn't the best experience at first but then i realized it could be better Mm -hmm. so i'm taking advantage of it because i know how good it is it's i thought it was really interesting i was like this is the first time she's ever talked about the fact that her first time was not good Mm -hmm. and I don't, I mean, I don't know that anybody's first time is, like, really good. Was your first time really good? No. I, yeah, mine was, was very awkward. And I did not appreciate it at all. And it took a really long time for me to actually get that sex was enjoyable. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, that bad. And I can't believe that people had sex earlier than that, you know? It was just weird. Because for me, it was like, oh... I can't wait to have sex. Like, this will be a fun thing. It was with someone that, like, I was like, oh, we're close. We're cool. We're mm-hmm. cool. 
but just because someone doesn't want to, just because someone wants to have sex with you, doesn't mean that they like want to be a part of your world. And yeah. that's what it was for me. Because then after that, I was like, just by you being older, you're using my body for sex. Mm-hmm. And this was my first time, and that felt very slimy to me. Ooh, yeah, that is slimy. And then, like, after that, we still kept trying to have, like, a sexual relationship where we were like, oh, let's do this, let's do this. I was like, nope. No, I deserve better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't fun. Yeah. And also, I would always get super, super nervous having sex. Like, yeah. for even if, no matter how hot it was, I would always get really, really cold, and my heart would, like, start beating really, really fast. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think that I'm supposed to feel this way. I don't like this. Yeah. So you listen to your gut. And then now when I have sex, especially with my boyfriend who I really like and care about, I'm like, oh, I'm not nervous. Mm. This is fun. Like, I want to do this. We're in this thing together. Right. It's exciting and fun rather than nerve-wracking and anxiety-inducing. Yes. And that's totally fair. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Samantha. So Samantha, she, he, like, falls in love with her, though. And <sighs> goes after her like a crazy person. And that's where I was like, oh, Samantha's for the people, but also the people are dumb yeah you can't you can't you can't give someone all that great things because then they'll be like i love you i I think i love you i can't live without you right and she's so not that person (laughs) like that's the last person and i think that he actually does show up later on in the series (gasps) um spoiler alert if you haven't watched this this (laughs) entire show it came out 40 Um, years ago it came out 40 years ago but no she i think he is the drag queen at like some club that they go to and and that his like drag name is just samantha like did that already happen no, I don't think so. Maybe it did. Maybe I'm thinking about somebody else. Yeah, I think that... Did it already happen? Already happened. Okay, just... It's kidding. hard to remember this band of the show, because it's hard to remember, like, oh, what we've watched and talked about so far on this podcast. Right. And what we just know generally of the show. Mm-hmm. But I think Weird. that's already happened. Okay, then I lied completely. That's okay, though. Um, that's Samantha, right? Yeah, that's lit. There's no, there's nothing there. She's yeah, hiding in her it. fucking apartment. Yeah. Also, she had some of the best outfits this episode. She had some power suits. Mm-hmm. She had some great dresses. Her, her clothing was on point this episode. Unlike the cinematography. Oh, fuck the cinematography. We'll when she, yeah, when she fucks this dude, it is from like every wacky angle you could think of. Like there was a steady cam operator on her boobs or something. It was awful. It was disgusting. It was, and it's funny because the DVD is right here, but it was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> think of that yes. cinematography, those tight, weird Dutch angles, mm-hmm. the weird lighting. That's what it was. And not just in that scene. It was during that scene. It was mm-hmm. when Miranda walks out of her bedroom later on. It's mm-hmm. I think one or two more times where I was like, "Why? Who is making these stylistic choices?" Because it does mm-hmm. not. Yeah, go it's well. Probably the same person that is making the um, the music t- choices for this episode <sighs> as well. I thought we were over terrible music choices. No, I mean, and you see, and you thought slow jazz was bad. I still think slow jazz is bad. <laughs> but look at this. Like, this this episode was terrible with the music. It was funny because Paige's roommate came out when that was happening. He's like, what am I, 12 years old again, watching chopped or... Scrambled porn. Scrambled porn on the television, because <laughs> that's exactly what this music reminds me of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, but also accurate. Also accurate. But, you know, it was HBO at the time. They were like, well, we got to give him a little something. So. Can you give me something good? <laughs> Can you give me something better yeah, than Give me something that? good. Um, so, let's go to Miranda. Yes. So, Miranda um, comes Was to... it the theme to La La Land? Yes. Is that what that was? I think so. Can you sing it? Dun, 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 dun. That's it. Yep, that's what it okay. is. Yep. I was like, it was something recent, and I can picture like the heels <laughs> on the ground. Okay, good. We figured it out. Cool. We did it. All right, okay, thanks. Great. Podcast is over. Thank you so Have much. Have fun. Work on them. Bye. Dear, dear, <laughs> <laughs> dear La La Land, don't sue us. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I wish they would come for my money. What am I getting? My three dollars? Mm, they take it. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Let's Miranda. go to it. So Miranda. So um, before we. We completely get into Miranda. We have to get a little bit into Carrie. Carrie um, was robbed, and uh, Miranda came to her aid and was talking to the cop. And the cop totally hits on um, on Miranda. Miranda is flattered AF because this cop is hot. Because the He's cop a is hot. 
And he's very sweet, and he really is interested in her, and he asks for her number, and he calls her, and they go out on a couple of dates, and she's like, she, she, it's so weird. I hate this. Like, I hate that she was like, I don't think that I deserve this. He's too good looking. And I hate that she feels like that about herself, because usually she's so positive about what her capabilities are yes and she's always seen that way and this is the one where the one time where we kind of see her take a step back and be like no i'm confident in all the things that i can do i'm confident in my what i can contribute to something but not in the looks mm-hmm. and that's where it's the most like because you're like e regardless she is a beautiful woman she is they don't dress her well but she's a beautiful woman but regardless if she is beautiful or not how are you going to let that take away from every all of your other accomplishments? Like, you should still feel kick-ass. And right. it's kind of sad that she doesn't. Right. And it's just, yeah, and it's sad. But I, I do love that she gets, so she gets super, super drunk to have sex with him. And she's like, I'm not, um, who is it? Mina Savari, but I certainly yeah. know how to fuck or something like that. And I was just like... Well, at least she knows her value. Like she know, like she's at least confident in that regard. Except for if you were that drunk, then you're probably too sloppy to be having sex. Yeah, then you're like, mm, this is great. Mm, yeah, fucking. Yeah, and that's never. Blast. That's really awful. I hate. I love buzzed sex. Yes. I hate drunk sex. I've never had drunk sex. Drunk sex is sloppy and. I literally just, I just get like surly and cranky and tired because if it's not working, I'm just like, okay, you shut up. Stop. 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 Stop whatever you're doing. Put your penis away. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> if you're here when I wake up, I don't even care. I don't give a shit. I'm going to sleep and you need to not touch me. <laughs> I'm Hot take. cranky. With, especially like if drunk sex works, it's great. But if drunk sex doesn't work, like, G-T-F-O. I just want this moment and time to be over. You know, it's going to make that happen faster at sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, it was an interesting, different storyline for Miranda. I, I would have liked it if the cinematography hadn't been so completely garbage that I could concentrate on her storyline. <laughs> but it was an interesting kind of segue into karma and relationships that, is with Carrie that we'll get to in a minute because we have to talk about Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte is summering at the Hamptons. Mm. Um, and she's there with her, with Bunny, the matriarch of the McDougal family. The matriarch of the McDougal family. I <laughs> don't like that sentence. We don't like that sentence. It's true. That's what it is. So the matriarch of the McDougal family and uh, Trey and Trey's brother and Trey's brother's wife. And they're all there playing tennis and the girls are watching them play tennis, which I think is garbage. Like play tennis, like you can play doubles. It's the whole point of playing doubles. Right. But there's That's not how this family dynamic works. But yeah, but this family dynamic is effed up. <laughs> I just think of Bridesmaids where it's the two girls playing tennis mm. and then the younger son's like, this looks like a fucking tampon commercial. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and the like, only time when women play tennis anymore is when they're on their periods in a tampon commercial. And just the way that the gals were dressed as they were sitting watching the tennis, I was like, I already go play tennis directly from here. Mm. It's a tampon commercial. Yeah. Like, see, I can wear all white on the court. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid. Yeah. Which, I, even if I was just finishing up my period and everything was going to be fine, I knew, for the next three weeks, I wouldn't wear all white on the tennis court. What's wrong with you? I wouldn't wear all white anywhere because I'm not tacky. Yeah. Or a white supremacist. Right. That's kind of the problem with the McDougals, too. They wear a lot of white colors. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Do you guys just... All you do is drink white seltzer water and just exist. (laughs) Like, how do you not get any of that dirty? They don't do anything. I guess. They sit. That's true. Bunny just keeps smoking like crazy. It's so weird because she wasn't a smoker before. And now all of a sudden in the Hamptons, she's a smoker. It's the new, it's the suburbs. You change when you're in the suburbs. Yeah, I guess. But they're being very like snobby and um, Charlotte's not having it. Decides to go for a walk where she runs into the gardener. 
literally the only white gardener that I've ever seen in my entire life. And even then, he was a little ethnically ambiguous, just because he was tan. He yeah, he was very tan, but I feel like he was he was clearly he was clearly white. Like the only difference, you could put him in a suit in a new scene, and she would have fallen for him. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, it's completely interchangeable. It's just her type. Did you watch the interview with Rashida Jones? No, I want um, to. There was a, there, uh, I forgot what it was, but someone's like, oh my God, your skin looks so great. You look so oh, tan. Like, yeah, you just got yeah. off the beach. And, and then Rashida's and like. she's like, well, I am ethnic. So and there's like, that. And it was totally, yeah, it embarrassed the crap out of that person. I saw that <laughs> uh, interview and I was like, oh my God, you must be so embarrassed, lady. Because that's so fucking funny. Yeah. And then I think of every single time Amy Poehler is like, oh, you beautiful tropical fish. Oh, you beautiful this, like this. Oh, you gorgeous, ethnically ambiguous, this, 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 this. I was like, God, gorgeous. She, well, Quincy Jones is her dad. Yes. Which is awesome. Yes. And that's how I was like, you have good offspring. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. And she is, and I think her mother is Jewish. Yes. That sounds actually right. I think I was looking it up and I was like, she. Yeah. But she... It doesn't matter. It's not the it Rashida Jones podcast. No, it's not the but, Rashida Jones podcast. But she, regardless of her ethnicity, she's still fabulous. I love her. She's super great. She did a documentary or, like, produced a documentary. And now I can't remember which one it is. But I remember enjoying it. Peggy Lipton is her mom. And that's a hell of a name. Peggy Lipton. I like that name, though. That's She's good. an American actress and former model... Do, 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 What else? Can tell me if she's Jewish or not. Oh, she was in Twin Peaks. Nice. She is American. I'm a lesbian. I'm I thought you were American. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I can't figure out where Anyway, so, from. yeah. It doesn't matter. Bringing it but back just, in. Yes. Charlotte, so. hot gardener. Um, and the part that's really sad is... That she, so she has like a sex dream about him, which is weird and like too artistically shot for I mean, its it own was good. Gorgeous, but I hated her fantasy because she was sleeping while she was having this bad dream, obviously. Yeah. Um, she was like rubbing herself <laughs> through her nightgown. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, that's cute. But mm-hmm. then in her fantasy, the gardener is naked and she's still in her nightgown. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, even why are your fantasies PG thirteen? She's vanilla, no matter which way you you look at it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Poor and Charlotte. Then she's like super into it. So she's like moaning and banging her head against the headboard. Yeah, which and she's like also in- weird. Yeah, and I was like, I don't <laughs> like either. You're awake or you're asleep, pumpkin. Yeah, like, like you can't. make it work. Yeah, and then Trey's like, oh my gosh, she's having a nightmare. You're having a bad dream, and honey. He like, and then the like, armpit to like wake her up. Yeah. Well, to be, you know, I, would, I was thinking about this from the time that we were like, why is he grabbing her by the armpit? But, like, she's not a lot of woman, to be fair. What do you mean? Like, there's not a lot to her. She's very tiny. Right. So, I think just grabbing under the armpit is just, like, a good location for an entire hand to go because it can't go anywhere else. Because if he goes anywhere else, it's going to go over her breast, which, as an actor, I think is going to make her uncomfortable. And he doesn't want to do that. And then... Like what? Like, that, like the armpit's like right. When you're like, I don't know. We're we'll work this out. We'll workshop this and figure out like what the best way to wake somebody up like, is. If you go here, you have to go past the titty to get under here. Yeah, but he didn't. He like just went around. But like just hand on shoulder. Yeah, I don't know. I would never wake anybody up anyway because that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like they're gonna come out swinging. I mean, that, there's there's some people, and I'm not kidding, like, a couple hours after they wake up, you probably don't want to be fucking with them. Like me. I had an altercation with a gas station attendant at 7 a.m. on a Saturday this, this this past week. Were you sleeping? No, but it was 7 a.m. on a Saturday, and I was just trying to get gas. And my card never works at that station for some reason, so I have to swipe it like five or six times. Mm-hmm. And I was not asking for help. The gas station attendant comes over and he's like, "Yeah, do you do you need any help?" And I'm like, "No, just started working. It's just my my card doesn't work in your machines usually." And and he was like, "Oh, well, you know, I never have that problem." Cool. Didn't ask. And I'm like, "Oh, really?" And I had no idea that you owned my card. I'm so glad that you don't have a problem with it. But clearly, I do. 
And then he started mansplaining it to me where he's just like, well, you need to like put it in and then like lean down with it. And I'm like, bye. You need to leave. You fucking need to leave. I almost lost my shit on that guy. Like legitimately like yelled after him. Like, yeah, walk away. (laughs) You were that girl. I was that girl. I was so, it is 7 a.m. That's such a white people thing to do. On a Saturday. Don't fuck with me. If I say, no, I'm fine, you turn around and you walk away. Don't talk to me. I will hulk out on you in five seconds if you're that. No, don't do it. Do you remember the fight season two, episode one of Glee, where Santana and Queenie get into a fight about the boob job? Um, vaguely. All I remember is that anytime Santana got into a fight with anybody, she would say, don't make me go all Lima Lime Heights on your ass. Yes. And... I went Lima Heights on his ass. Well, I just thought of that because, like, they get to a fight. <laughs> Quinn gets her ass beat. And then uh, Shu puts, pulls him away and Satan's already walking, a, walking away. And Quinn's like, yeah, yeah, walk away and tie up your body before he gets a class. And that is my favorite <laughs> walk away line from now. So every time someone's like, walk away, I was like, yeah, walk away. And tying up your pony before you get to class. <laughs> so now I just want to see that happen. So I wish I was in the car with you. As that was happening, and you were like, walk away. Because I'm not going to interject with your relationships. Like, I don't I don't want to have to come man-save you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were handling your own. But then as the guy's walking away, you're like, walk away. Just lean out the car. Yeah! <laughs> and tying up your body before you get to class! <laughs> and then make the whole day better. I love it. You're welcome. This is what I can contribute. That's beautiful. Ryan Murphy quotes. Ryan Murphy quotes. Are you watching Pose? I want to, but I haven't yet. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry. Homophobic. It's not homophobic. I just don't have time. What are you doing right now? (laughs) I am recording a podcast. (laughs) We can watch it at the same time. (laughs) Sydney Um, Poitier is in it. Poitier. Porter. Sydney Poitier? That's what I was trying to say and I couldn't. (laughs) And it was very difficult. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk and I'm not high and all morning I've had problems talking. You're high on kicks. That's what it was. (laughs) Because I haven't had kicks in forever. (laughs) That's uh, too much sugar for me. My sugar content's out of the roof right now. I thought the sugar content was good. At least that's what all the moms said. I don't trust moms. Okay, that's fair. Oh, wait. Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. So, so Charlotte she has, that has the wet dream about the gardener um, and then seeks him out, I think, the next day and like hits on him pretty hardcore, starts making out with him, um, and her sister-in-law spots it and does like this whole mm, kind of face. <laughs> And walks away. Mm. And then brings it How up to... How did you simultaneously sound like R2-D2 <laughs> and Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> <laughs> my Star Wars annoying character translator. Ooh, she went there. Sorry, please continue. Um, so she brings it up to the entire family awkwardly as balls... At, like, dinner, at cocktail hour. I'm sorry, at cocktail hour. Because cocktail hour lasted from 5 5 p.m. to last Last man standing. standing. That's my kind of fucking cocktail hour. That's fair. I'll be gone by 7, but I like the I won't be the last man standing, but I appreciate that there will be one. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, she... And she's a total cunt sack about it. She's just like, oh, so I... No one asked how my day was, so I'm going to share anyway. I went for a walk around the grounds and I saw Charlotte making out with the gardener. Hmm. And there's like this awkward, maybe, pause. And then Bunny is like, oh, Charlotte, you're a McDougal now. And I'm like, you're kidding. Your family is so fucked up. I love it. <laughs> Imagine being Eskimo sisters with your sister-in-law and your mother-in-law. Yucky, first of all. Second of all, why didn't that guy approach her? I mean, he he knows he had a job to do and it wasn't gardening. I think that's part of his charm. He's there and he draws them in. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I loved it because during this, Ducky, Durky, Birdie, Bunny. Bunny, yeah. Bunny is smoking her cigarette, but first she puts it in the wrong way in. And she's like, oh, it's not working. Yep. You're truly a McDougal now. No. And then flips, and then flips it flips and then lights it. it. And I was like, fuck, this bitch is hilarious. I love her. Because she's already drunk. <laughs> she's, yeah. She's not going to be the last one standing. So, yeah. So then, um, Charlotte, I mean, Trey's obviously a little devastated. 
probably more so devastated by the fact that apparently it's a tradition to cheat on the husbands. That's awful. Do none of the husbands know or do you think they do know? I mean, they know now. But I feel like the husbands do know. I wish that they had looked or they had shown what his brother's reaction was, but he wasn't in the shot. Yeah. And so there's no way to know whether or not it was something that was just a rite of passage that everyone assumed or not. Right. It was weird. Um, But he still seemed devastated by it and he couldn't sleep that night. He went out to the tennis court and was hitting balls. She came out to greet him wearing something that, by the way, is way sexier than the lingerie that she bought in the last episode. 100% sexier than anything is that orange traffic cone lingerie that she had. She's so sad. Oh, it's so bad. She could have worn the outfit that she goes back to her house and it would have been hotter than fucking that lingerie. Yeah, that lingerie was terrible. Um, And he says, you know what? It's okay. It's fine. Seriously, it's fine. It's totally all right. No big deal. Um, We will just stay together and you do, you have your life and I have my life and it's whatever. And that is the end for Charlotte because then that means that not only is she, like the only thing that she can be is married by name Mm -hmm. and she doesn't get anything else that she thought she was going to get in her entire life. And that's sad. As much as we shit on her, that's sad. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no, I feel like it's sad that she let it affect her, like, the whole sex part to the point where um, it ended her marriage. Like, she had a hand in that, too. Yeah. Because she made sex so important, but she never made it important before. And that's where she could have definitely learned for her from her friends about the balance. Because her biggest thing is like, oh, I'm not going to sleep around. I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to be promiscuous because that's what bad girls do. And once mm-hmm. I find the love of my life and we're married, the sex will be great there. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's not how it works that's sometimes. That's not how it works. And now, because you had put it off for so long or thought or built it up to be bigger or better than it was going to be, mm-hmm. you set those expectations. And despite you having 80% of what you wanted, that 20% is the one that fucked you up. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And I do. I feel sorry for her, but also Fucking it was bitch. her own making. And so she went back to the city and moved back into her old apartment. And she's wearing this cute-ass outfit when she does it. So I'm like, ugh. My favorite things are sad girls looking pretty. <laughs> my favorite. My aesthetic. Is that why you like me so much? Yes. Good. <laughs> so moving on to Carrie. Um, Carrie is out with the girls having sushi, I think. Um, and notice that Natasha walks in with a couple of her friends. Natasha sees Carrie. Gets all, ugh. And they leave. Her friend. Mm. Her friend delivers the most epic look because Carrie notices Natasha first. And then Carrie's group turns around and looks at Natasha. Natasha's with her friend. Mm. And Natasha whispers something in her friend's face. Ear. Ear. (laughs) Right directly into her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you hear secrets better is if you whisper them directly (laughs) in your mouth. It's easier to spread them. Exactly. And then her friend, just with one, like, eyebrow twitch, goes from, oh, what's going on? I'm, I'm concerned about what, what's wrong with my friend, to, you guys are the scum of the earth. You guys are all fucking whores. You guys are going to die alone. Mm-hmm. And then walks out in a second. Yeah. Just that, an eyebrow twitch. That day player earned her paycheck. Cut a, the check. A plus acting. Whoever that lady is, good for you. Naomi Campbell want to be. Yes, but still gorgeous. Still gorgeous. I'm not. Yeah. Still amazing. Um, so she decides that she's so upset that she has to go shopping, which it's like, what's your excuse the rest of the time, Carrie? She's always upset. She has depression. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see why. And she gets turned around, which I'm so sorry. I have never been to New York City. So I might 100% be talking out of my ass. But isn't everything on a grid system? How did she get lost? I can't help you there. You you go up one block, and you see what number it is, and you know where you are, and stop walking down alleyways. 
that looked like the back lot of Universal Studios. That's what was weird about it. Because I was like, (laughs) is this a street or is this... Because it was wide enough for it to have been an actual street. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a one-way street. Yeah. But it had alley vibes. I was like, where is she getting mugged? Right. Why is this so brightly lit? Yeah. And it's clean and gorgeous. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's getting... Why would she turn down this alley... To figure out where she is. Yeah. She literally... It was like... It looked like a side street on the Pretty Little Liars set. Yes. And, and I'm just like... Oh, it, it's it set that up really weirdly. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I... Is, are we daydreaming? Right. Is this... Am I having a fever dream? What's happening? Because all this looks weird. It's weird. And then this could have easily been a situation for us to, like, feel sad or fear, feel scared for Carrie. Mm-hmm. But the entire time it was played for jokes. Yeah. Where the guy's like, give me your purse. Or give me your bag. And she's like, it's a bag. It's a baguette. And it's like, no, it's not, first of all. First of all, don't fight with your hand over your shit. And this is why white women don't get mugged. Because they're too much of a pain in the ass and they don't want to deal with that. That's why. Like, Give me your ring and your watch. She's like, oh, okay, here, it won't come off. Here, here. And he's like, all right, give me your Manolo Bonics. Like, First of all, the fact that a robber knows that they're Man- Manolo Blahniks is hilarious. I love it. Gays are criminals too, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, but they shouldn't be. <laughs> they have enough to worry about. Listen, equality. Okay. Everyone can be a criminal. Okay, fair enough. The gays, the, the lesbians, the bi's, the pans, the demis. The pan. Did Demi you- Lovato's a criminal. Did you... <laughs> Did you see that thing that's like, Brendan Urie in Panic at the Disco comes out as pansexual? And I'm like, to the surprise of absolutely no one. We've been you. You can't write, I write sins, not tragedies, and be straight. He writes a song called, like, that was about, like, a threesome. Like, boys, girls, 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 boys, girls, girls, boys. I'm like, what, why is this surprise? Why is this news? Tell me something I don't know. It's just an achievement. I'm like, listen, unless he's physically having sex with me at the time, I don't care. He could be having sex with both of us. And that's equality. <laughs> and I won't spit on your vagina. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I, I feel can't like... can't control anything else that I'm going to do, but I will not <laughs> spit on your vagina. I feel like after this podcast is over, we know each other sexually so well that, like, our sex would be great. Or would it be too calculated? Maybe. I don't know. So we're going to hook up for the sake know. of the podcast. <laughs> Before our podcast finale, Paige and I are going to hook up and let you know how it goes. It's going to be great. We'll, we'll do it live. We'll do it in front of an audience. So we'll get audience <laughs> reactions. And then as it's happening real time, we'll be like, this feels good. This is not good. Paige is good at eating ass. <laughs> cool. Did you guys know that Paige has three nipples? <laughs> and not where you would think. Oh my God. <laughs> All live. All live. And there will be no surprises on your end because everyone has already seen you naked. (laughs) Congrats. You're welcome. Um, So Carrie starts to wonder uh, if it's just bad karma on her part. And... No, you live in New York City. (laughs) Right. And it's like, you live in New York City. Granted, it's a silly version of New York City, but it's New York City. Um, And... That's just, that's bound to happen. Like, I'm surprised that it hasn't happened yet, quite honestly. Right. Um, But then she keeps having bad luck when she's going to that uh, party with Samantha. She falls down the stairs and hurts her knee. Because some dude bros, like, rush past her and, like, push her down. Yeah. Which, okay. (laughs) Remember that one time? Natasha literally followed you down a flight of stairs and broke her tooth because she fell chasing you. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for you, Carrie Bradshaw. Right. But she feels bad for her because she's like, oh my gosh, Natasha fell. I know I fell and this is just karma. And then when she was back at her apartment, she couldn't help but wonder, is there such a thing as relationship karma? What do you think? I want to know what you think first. Because you, when we watched the episode, you were like, yes. And so, hot take, tell me more. I do believe in relationship karma in the sense that I just believe in karma all around. Hmm. And not maybe like the universal karma or the world is going to absolutely change to make sure that you get what you deserve. Hmm. But just in the sense that like there is a cyclical pattern to how our lives work. Okay. And even if it's not cyclical back to where we started... It's just then a spiral because hmm. then we're still getting further. We're advancing. 
there's just things happen in a circle and then that's the cycle of life and then you're ready to move on to the next part of it. Mm-hmm. So for that, I do believe in it, especially in relationship karma. I definitely think that there are, I don't think it's an absolute fact that anything you do will be met with a reaction to it, mm-hmm. whether good or bad, but it's, I feel it. Okay. Like, I feel like if you were in a shitty relationship, the next relationship you go after, or if you're in a good relationship and you were shitty, mm-hmm. the next relationship that you're going to be in is not going to be any better. Mm. And with that, that's what, I was, that's what I was trying to get to with the karma and not it being like the universe is changing things. It's because you're a shitty person. Yeah. So yeah, of course you're going to have a shitty relationship. Especially if you give us something good mm-hmm. for something that you thought was better. It's not going to work out because then you're just greedy. You don't have the best interest in mind for yourself. You just want something that you currently don't have and then you can get to that relationship and it's not going to be all it's cracked out to be and that's because you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of similar but on like a sadder vein, I think, with Mm -hmm. it where I don't don't believe in karma or relationship karma or something like that but I do believe in the sense that there is... Like, if you are positive and you're a mostly positive person, then you will bring more positive things into your life. Whereas if you are more of a negative person and you have, like, a bad attitude about everything. Bless you. Thank you. Um, bless you. Thank you. You're supposed to keep talking while that happens, but we don't bring it to the fucking light that it's I'm real. It's real. I oh, yeah. And I don't think I peaked during the sneeze. I think I peaked because I was mad that you stopped talking when I was trying oh to sneeze. <laughs> so, um... But I, yeah, I feel like if you are negative, if you have a bad attitude about everything, then you're not going to to bring positive things mm-hmm. to yourself. I think that's just the way of it. But I don't think it's the type of thing where it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to give $2 to a homeless dude today. And then that means later today, I'm going to go find the love of my life. Like, I don't think that that's how that works. And I like the way you phrase it a little bit better. So if that's not Carmen, then I'm whatever page you're on. Mm. Page. Um, but it's mostly, even if you're a good person, bad things can still happen to you because those are outside forces. Mm. But even with that, the next relationship after that, you're going to be on the lookout for certain things. Mm. Well, you hopefully will have learned your lesson from the last relationship. Yeah. And even if you give your all, even if you were the one who was like, I am committed to this relationship, I'm going to do what I can to make it work and someone else cheats on you. Mm -hmm. Then in the next relationship, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to be a little bit more hesitant to go into it. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to fall in love with anybody right away. I'm going to make sure that I'm guarded and taken care of. And then once we get there... Then we'll we'll start figuring things out. I'm going to be on the lookout. I'm constantly be going to be nervous that someone's going to be cheating on me mm-hmm. or something like that. So then it it's still positive because you're still that positive person, but now you're just a little bit more guarded. Mm-hmm. So you're willing, you're going to be looking out for more things so it doesn't happen to you again. Mm-hmm. And that's still a better relationship. Yeah. And then you would go into a relationship saying, "Hey, my last partner cheated on me. If you're going to cheat, don't do this. Like, yeah, just leave. Yeah, just, just leave. don't waste my time. Don't. Like, I don't." That's and I mean, and that should be, I feel like that should be um, just an overall thing that you should do anyway. Yes, I agree. Uh, like, just don't, just don't cheat. Just don't, if you feel the need to, if something feel, like, if you feel like you are going outside the realm of what, like, you feel the urge to do something, like, make out with your gardener, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Figure out what's wrong in your relationship first. Yes. And in that specific situation, that relationship was just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, no, it wasn't working for a while. And I feel like cheating is almost acting out in that sense. You know what I mean? Hot take question. Mm-hmm. If Charlotte hadn't been discovered to have been making out with the gardener, if she was getting boned out by the gardener... Mm-hmm. Do you think that that would have been okay for her relationship? No. Why? I, well, I think the person that she is, she wouldn't have let it, got, she she wouldn't have gotten to the point where she was having sex with the gardener, I don't Mm -hmm. think. I also think that if she did happen to get to that point where she was having sex with the gardener, she would feel very very guilty about it and stop doing it 
and probably immediately tell him. Okay. I think as a like as a character person. I mean, depends on who is writing her, quite honestly. Right. Um, but I think as a general character, that's what I think would happen. What do you think? I don't know. It's always an interesting question, and I obviously don't condone cheating. And there's a butt coming, but I don't want that to take away from everything I'm just saying. <laughs> however, <But> if, however, <laughs> um, if there's one thing you feel like you're missing in your life, and there's no harm, no foul, there's still harm, there's still foul. But to a lighter extent, like if no one would ever find out, and mm-hmm. she was getting what she needed from the gardener, and then she got to go home and have this great life with Trey to mm. be the perfect wife, they are compatible in certain ways, and all she needs is sex. She can get that from the gardener, nobody will find out. Is that bad? I feel like it is and it isn't. I feel like everyone's different. Mm -hmm. And it really just depends. I feel like they both entered into a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. That is not a monogamous relationship anymore. And he deserves to know if rules have changed. Yes. And if they decide to come together as a couple and as a couple make a decision to not be monogamous any longer, then that is their decision as a couple and they set the rules as a couple. You're like... And there's a lot of different couples that have a lot of different rules. Like, obviously, we have Jess with, like, on with the polyamory. And that is an awesome episode, which if you haven't listened, you need to. Um, This is part one and part two. And it's great. Um, And then there's other couples, though, that are not as open as Jess and Joe. Mm -hmm. In the sense that they're like, yeah, you can go ahead and when you're out of town, it doesn't count. Just be careful and don't tell me about it. Right. And if that works for that couple, then that's fine. Whatever works for that couple is fine. But once you're breaking the rules of what you initially promised, it's not okay anymore. Okay. For me. That being said, if it was something that she did short term to like have a last fling with never having sex again, but still being in a loving relationship with Trey, and if that's what she needed... And she knew that it was going to hurt him beyond repair to know. Then it's better that he didn't know. Like, you want to protect the person that you love. Yes. And only if it's a short-term thing. Like, if she was continuing to do it, then you're absolutely hurting him and a garbage person. But if it, like, it happens once and you feel terrible and you recommit yourself to the marriage and, you know, what it is and the monogamy of it then that's fine. I think that you should keep it to yourself. Everything is like so, has to be so detail oriented with me. I think, I think that's incredible because it allows for that conversation Mm -hmm. to happen. Things aren't just black and white. Nothing's good. Nothing's bad. There's levels of gray, Mm -hmm. but I also like that. You're like in this situation, at least that I know of and I'm willing to talk about, this is where it's acceptable. This is where it's more like, okay, Mm -hmm. keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like for the most part, we're just like, no, this is bad. This is bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, and it's, yeah. And yeah. also, well, and the, things are happening. Yeah. It's so weird because there is, everything is so different, like, now. And as, I feel like as you get older, things get more and more gray. But when you're a kid, everything is so black and white. Literally everything that you encounter is black and white. You don't touch the stove because that's bad because you'll get hurt. Black and white. And it gets grayer as you get older. It's like, can you touch the stove? Yeah, you have to make food. You have to take those risks of burning yourself to make food on the stove. Right. You have to take the stairs. You might fall. But like you, also need you to have get to, to your destination. right, you still need to get to your destination. And it's the same with relationships. You know, when you're a little kid and you're just in a relationship, and it's like you and Sally kiss at recess, and how did you know? <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Though, yeah. like, you just you kiss at recess, and like, then you go about your day, and you don't go, you know, kissing freaking Debbie the next recess. Like, that's you know intrinsically that that's not what you do, right? As you get older, you have those conversations. You say, yeah, we're entering into a relationship with one another, but here's the deal. Right now, it's not exclusive. Or right now, it is exclusive. Or, you know, we want to be polyamorous. Or we don't want to be polyamorous. And, you know, make rules for 
each relationship and it gets muddier as you get older. And that's just life. That's not just relationships. Boom. Y'all heard it here (laughs) first. So there's that. Um, We are to our last episode next time for the season so we're at the end Wait, of season with carrie? three we are yeah did we talk about carrie's luncheon um oh no oh, sorry girl, just like, kidding important part. so this is yeah and you know what i love natasha for for laying this down so i'm in love with natasha from the beginning <laughs> that's fair but i also this particular i'm glad that she got this ending yes um but anyway so she uh, you know, she thinks about karma in the relationship, blah, blah, blah. She decides to hunt down Natasha, which, first of all, if you are the other woman in my marriage and cause the ending of my marriage, I don't want to see you. I don't want to pretend that you exist. But still, Carrie m- just goes after her, finds out where she's having lunch, goes and interrupts, sits down, says, can I just borrow this? Grabs her water, drinks it. Drinks a lot of it. Drinks a lot of it. And it's Pellegrino. Like, back in the day, that was, like, Evian. Like, that was high-quality stuff. That was Voss. That was uh, that was expensive water back Voss in the day. Voss like, literal beehole. Voss water is literally from a Norwegian well. That's disgusting. Anyways. Um, but, like, legitimately, it was expensive water, like, in the yes. 90s. Like, it was a big deal. And just chugs it. And then says, like, I'm so sorry about everything. And Natasha rips her a new Natasha asshole. Natasha goes, you know what, Carrie? I'm also sorry. I'm sorry that Bay came to Paris and fell in love with me. I'm sorry that me and Bay got married. I'm sorry that I knew about your guys' relationship and I let it go on for as long as I did. I'm sorry that I caught you in my house. I'm sorry that I chased you down the stairwell and broke my tooth. And I'm sorry that, um, despite the extremely painful, extremely expensive dental surgery, my t- my two front teeth are two different colors now. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes off on her. Yeah, and I love the ending, which is just like, but mostly I'm sorry that not only did you ruin my marriage, but you also just ruined my lunch. And I'm like, yeah, you petty ass bitch, get it. Get your life, Natasha. And you know what? Carrie 110% deserved that smackdown. Yeah, she did. Because also, you're not entitled to forgiveness. No. After you've done all this, and she literally doesn't want to see you. She doesn't want to... And Natasha was always nice to Carrie. Mm -hmm. Natasha was always just like, oh, Carrie's big ex-girlfriend. I'm still going to be nice to her. Why Mm -hmm. am I going to be mean to her? Yeah. And the times that we bumped into each other, she was still nice. She was still pleasant. Mm -hmm. Carrie still pulled that bullshit on her. Carrie did literally have to, like, cause her to break her fucking teeth because mm-hmm. she fell down those stairs and then carrie's like oh well i have to get this off my chest i have to feel better i have to say i'm yeah. sorry no no you just don't. let it go mm-hmm. and you she'll forgive you she'll forgive it. you on her own time well and you don't care you don't care about her forgiveness carrie uh, you also don't you just wanted to you just want to have someone tell you that what you did wasn't wrong it and was it bad. was wrong it was i hate her yeah just she's a horrible <laughs> person but i hate how the um how the show portrays her as the heroine and that we're all supposed to be rooting for her and they make it, they, they put so much effort into making Natasha unlikable, but in reality, she's a decent human being. She's decent. She has a good job. She's very smart. She's mm-hmm. in charge of her thing. She's doing more for a woman than Carrie Bradshaw is doing right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie has things going for her. Carrie's super cool. I'm not trying to discredit Carrie. But Carrie's just not the type of person that I... She's a mess. ...want to be my heroine. And yeah. everyone's flawed. That's cool. Obviously, you don't want to have someone who's perfect, the yeah, perfect model she's, too, she's a totally as a hero. lead. Mm-hmm. But fuck, it's very, very hard. Mm-hmm. If literally any of the other girls were the lead. Besides Charlotte. Because Charlotte's boring. Charlotte, well, Charlotte's the traditionalist, and... If Miranda, if Miranda was and we already have plenty of heroines that are traditionalists. Like, we can watch our Disney movies anytime we want to. Yes. But, Someone asked me what my favorite Disney movie was, and I was like, I think I've seen, like, four. That's, like, such a Sophie's choice, though. Like, you can't say that. Like, everything has its merits. Well, even then, and I was like, uh, I, I don't watch a lot of Disney, so I can't do it. She's like, what? You don't watch a lot of Disney? You don't watch a lot of Disney. I was yeah. like, 
Which Marvel movies? You, Captain you... America Civil Winter Soldier is my favorite fucking Disney movie, if that counts. <laughs> and she's like, but, but like the animated ones. I was like, I think I've only seen Sleeping Beauty and The Little Mermaid. And I'm not going to well, pick either of those two. Yeah, because we talked about this earlier before we started recording. You had all the Playboy channels, so you didn't need Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching movies that didn't treat me like a child. That's where I'm just like, people are flawed and there's no good or bad. There's just people living their own journeys and you got to figure out which part of the journey you're on. Well, and that's kind of part of the problem too, is that a lot of us grew up with children's stories and in true children's stories and Disney stories, everything is black and white. There are bad guys, there are good guys and the good guys win and that's it. And even the ones that are slightly morally ambiguous, like Tangled, he still ends up being a good guy. And I think that's the problem with Charlotte. Charlotte's, Charlotte's Charlotte grew up on Disney. Mm-hmm. Charlotte thinks that that's everything that happened. And Charlie, Char- Charlie, Charlie, Charlotte <laughs> in this story is actually the villain of her own story. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know how to respond with that. She's like, "Wait, yeah. I'm supposed to be the Disney princess. I'm supposed to get this, this. I'm well, gonna get the castle, get the prince, get the this, this, this." And so's Carrie. Carrie thinks that no matter what she does, it's the right thing. And that's it. Yep. And look how well it's turning out for both of them. But Samantha and Miranda are more realistic in what they can accomplish and who they can be in this world. Mm-hmm. But. Boom. Disney ruins lives, y'all. It's true. It's definitely ruined mine. <laughs> I still love it, though. <laughs> I'm still like, oh my god, but how can you choose between a favorite Disney movie? It's so great. We've got, like, Tarzan with all those Phil Collins songs, and it's so fantastic. And then you have Hunchback of Notre Dame and those fantastic fucking songs. You would love Hunchback of Notre Dame, I think. I have the musical saved as a link. I don't think it's the same exact thing. But I'm more excited for that one. That's fair. And I really want to see that one, too. I never will. I'll send you the link. But it's still great. Who does the voice of Jane in Tarzan? Because I think I was going to... Driver. Sh- that's why I was like... I was shocked by who it was. And I was like, I love that person. Because nobody lets her do her own accent. No. who? And it's beautiful. She did an interview on Craig... Ferguson? No, and then I'm thinking something else. I don't know. Uh, it's that one guy who's, like, gay but not gay, but, like, I actually don't know. Graham Norton. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, whenever I speak in my natural accent, people are always like, oh, are you preparing for a role? Are you playing a British person? She's like... She's like, no, I am British. I am British. Yeah. And like... Yeah, her accent is gorgeous. Her regular, normal voice is gorgeous, and no one lets her use it. The only time that she gets to, like, all its glory it is in Tarzan. Who did we just say this was? Mini Driver? Mini Driver, yeah. That was also... It was Mini Driver, right? Who was in Ellen Enchanted? No. Yes. 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 Okay. There was a tweet. Someone tweeted at her. I was like, uh, Mini Driver's like, I've been a part of all my accomplishments as a filmmaker, as an actress, and all these things. And someone's like, what about Ellen Enchanted? She's like, I needed to buy a new house. <laughs> and I was like, ha Get that get going. Get them. I want to see Mini Driver and Sandy Newton in a movie together i want to see mini driver in any movie like she's great i love her did you see the horror movie musical she was in no what was it uh, stage fright no something like that something no about. i think the last thing i saw her in was something in like the early 2000s called return to me where she got a heart transplant and she fell in love with david newcovney and it was his Ew. wife's heart it was so cute though it was so beautiful like seriously it was one of those ones it was like the first 20 minutes made me sob like watching <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it then. It's beautiful. It's great. Me and Chad will watch it. We're we're planning movie nights and I'm showing him a bunch of horror films because we're preparing one for the Halloween season mm-hmm. to Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And he's not caught up with everything that's we're going to go see when we're there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, I need to be introduced. And then we watched a trailer for the, the new version of Halloween, mm-hmm. the sequel, and The Nun, which is a spinoff of the Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've never seen any of them. I was like... Get on it. Are you, when are you, you're going to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Yeah. Third year in a row. So, the Jurassic Park ride is closing, I'm and I am bummed. Well, because they're going to redo it for Jurassic Like, I, yeah, I get that they're going to redo it, and it's going to be awesome, but it's like, it's the last chance to do it, and I don't know, like, how I'm going to get, like, the money and the time mm-hmm. before September. It's going to be going right at September, too, so it's, we're going to get that ride as it's closed, and that's what, that's my second favorite ride, besides the Optimus Prime ride, the Transformers ride. You like the Transformers I ride? love, me, and me and Hot Chalet, me and Chalet are surprised. Yeah. We love that ride. We have, we were on it six times the last time we went. Wow. And we, we got there, and we're like, okay, 
Obviously, we have to work our way around the part. But the second we go down the escalators mm-hmm. to get to the lower level, we're yeah. like, Transformers first. That's so We're going to figure out everything else. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're gonna, Transformers. Mm. Okay, we're going to do the mummy next. Then Transformers. We're going to go do Jurassic Park. Transformers, let's go eat. Okay, I'm full. We can't go to Transformers right now. Let's walk around. Yeah. And then, um, and then the, because we always get the 2 p.m. pass. So from 2 to 4 or 5, mm-hmm. you have all the regular daytime rides. And they close the park at five for I from for- extra people, and then they start putting up all the Halloween Horror Night stuff. Oh. And so we stay there the entire time up until like two nice. in the morning. So it's twelve hours. And so Ooh. then we finish everything downstairs. We go back up, start all over with all the scary shit, mm-hmm. make our way downstairs, scary shit, and Transformers. <laughs> we love the Transformers ride. It oh is so gosh. weird, and both of us took that as a surprise because we're like. The yeah. first time we went, we're like, might as well just try everywhere that we can. Yeah, right. Like, Transformers. I don't care about Transformers. Mm-hmm. And then I got on. I was like, You're like this is so exciting. This is so exciting. So that was the first time that I ever um, went on a ride that was all the things. You know what I mean? Like the kind of ride where there are screens and there's stuff happening on the screen in 3D. And there's also physical things in front of you at the same time. Yes. And it is amazingly like disorienting like i don't know if we went up a level down a level like you don't know you have no idea where you're going and there's fog everywhere and it's like you could have been in the same place the whole time you don't even know and i think that's so exciting and it speaks to the production of it that's how i want to experience horror movies that's totally fair and i like i can't go to halloween horror nights i would punch someone because I get easily startled, <laughs> and there would be somebody that would come up behind me and scare me, and I would punch them in the face, and I'd get escorted out of the park. That is my favorite thing about going with Chalon, is Chalon is you. Mm. And Chalon would just, like, death grip onto my arm, and I'm yeah. grinning from ear to ear, just like, oh, scary. <laughs> oh, my God, spooky. And Chalon was, like, sobbing, because mm-hmm. it's so scary. Um, there was one moment we were walking to one of the like scare scare centers mm. and it's just people who in that moment they're they're allowed to like follow you and chase you and like mm-hmm. scare you and it's wild and we, i just got in a fucking turkey lake from the jurassic park restaurant <laughs> and we were walking through it and then <laughs> just like this is great <laughs> and, and some guy's just like scaring me he's like oh, i'm gonna kill you and i was like ah scary this is spooky <laughs> and then they'll see that i'm having a good time they're like oh okay he's cool but challen will run in fear around me so that they don't approach him yeah and they'll know that so then they'll go after him and Chalen's like why don't they ever fuck with you why it's me i'm like because they know because they, they know can that sense fear that's why yeah <laughs> and it was great i cannot wait to go back oh i want to go back we need to talk later about Perfect. like where you where you get cheap tickets and stuff because i want to go <laughs> you just buy them early and buy them for one of the not packed weekends I don't even know. What Sorry, I'm just I'm only planning for Halloween Horror Nights. That's oh, that's only, fair. And I'm not going like, to go. I'm not going to go. You don't go Halloween. You don't go closing weekend. And you don't go first weekend. That's totally fair. I'm not going any of those weekends. So it doesn't matter. I don't like it. There was only, before they did Halloween Horror Nights, they had one, like, haunted house, essentially, that they had built up. Like, it was like, oh, come and see the, like, spooky shit in here. Like, that we used for movies, for other stuff. And... My when I was there, I was there in 2009, and the people that we were with were like, "Yeah, no, it's just like it's like a museum. Like it's not like a scary thing. It's like it's just like a museum, and like they have like stuff." And I was just like, "Are you sure, you guys? Because it looks like a haunted house. Like it looks like it's like a scary jump out at you haunted house." And they're like, "No, no, no, totally not like that. Totally not like that." So we're in line for like 15 minutes, and as we get closer, I'm like, "You guys are lying to me. <laughs> You're lying." If this was a walkthrough, we would be walking through right now. We would not be queuing up. Why are you doing this to me? I can't do this. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'll wait for you at the other side. I'm going. And they're like, no, 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 you can't. You can't. Just come with us. So I made them like literally sandwich me. I sandwiched in between my two friends. And I was like, if you move behind me or if you move in front of me, like we're all moving together as a pack. And if you leave, I will kill you. (laughs) And that's how I went through the whole thing. Your friends are assholes. Yes, they are. They're total assholes. <laughs> Not their friend anymore. <laughs> this year we're doing the RIP tickets, mm. which is like the VIP tickets. So you get nice front of the line to all the rides. You get a buffet dinner. You get drinks with your dinner. So you're fucked up. Yeah. And then you get a personal escort that takes you through in every single one of the rides. That's amazing. I'm like, this is incredible. I'm pumped. I love it. Yeah, I like, you know what I like? Love. I'm so, I, I feel bad liking it because Jewish. Grinchmas is so amazing. 
I love, love, love going there during Christmas. It's the best thing ever. Because everything is, like, white and cute. And they play, like, all of, like, the cute 80s, like, Christmas ones. (laughs) And I fucking love that. Like, you're just walking around the park singing Wonderful Christmas Time. And it's super great. And, like, everything's fantastic. And, like, the Grinch is there with the dog. And, oh, God. And it's so fantastic. There is the last time I was there for Grinchmas was so great. Because we were waiting in line to, like, have a picture with the Grinch. Because, of course, we were. Of course you were. And so he was, like, walking these people out to, like, say, you know, just to to say goodbye or whatever. And we walked up to the guy who was, like, the animal trainer for Max, you know, for the the little dog. And we were like, do you mind? Like, I know that we probably shouldn't be asking this because he's, like, a dog and he's working. But, like, can we pet the dog? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, sure, you can pet the dog. So we immediately, like, zoom in, and we're, like, petting the dog. And we're like, you're so cute, puppy, you're so cute. And the Grinch turns around, sees us, and goes, oh, sure, pet the dog. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, he's the Grinch. This is so great. This is the best thing ever. I love it. And I love, like, just how, like, just festive but dumb it still all is. Yes. Like, Like, there's... Frankenstein is still walking around, but he's in like a Santa hat and like a scarf. Like it's about, I have like a picture of me of him like crushing me, and I'm just like grinning from ear to ear. I love Christmas so much; it's so stupid. You're the fucking cutest in the whole world. <laughs> Our next episode is going to be recorded live from Universal Studios in Universal yeah. City, California. Perfect, <laughs> but not really. As we're walking around, we just have one of those microphones, and I'm like, I can't believe Carrie's such a fucking bit. Y'all take two churros. Don't do Charles. Thanks. Me oh my god, is that Frankenstein's on the chair? It was Frankenstein. Oh my god, this is where they filmed Desperate Housewives. That's so cool. Is it? Yeah, that actually no. The back lot is where they filmed Desperate Housewives. It's where they're currently filming The Good Place. I wait. I still haven't been able to take one of their. You've never been on the tour. The tour. It's my favorite. We keep trying for it, and we're you have to go right at the beam, right in the morning, right at the very first thing you do. You got to go straight there, and that's our thing. And we're like, oh, we don't have to want to like have to rush right away and take that away from the rides, and we never get the opportunity to do it. No, you. So this year, I think like that's what we are. That's what you have to do. We've been to Harry Potter World. I bought my wand. (laughs) I there's one ride that we go on, and I was like, cool. We've been on it. I've never been on the tour before. I want to go on the tour. I love it. Okay, let's wrap this up. Yes, we can talk more sorry. about this later. Sorry um, to everyone the, who thought they were tuning into a Sex in the City podcast. Right, when yeah. It to Universal Studios. It didn't happen. It's not true. <laughs> um, so the last episode of season three is episode 18, Cock-a-doodle-doo. Um, and yeah, that is going... That, and that's going to be it for us. So after the next episode, uh, we will be taking a hiatus. For the summer, because we need to get our tan on. <laughs> or are we going to Netflix it and just drop all 13 episodes all at once? Oh my god, that would be nuts. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Maybe we will. I'm getting Who knows? ideas. I'm getting, I'm getting oh, ideas. well, we're going to talk ideas. But in the meantime, you guys, remember, always, always wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye. It's not stopping. It's not, not stopping. stopping.